With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now... Let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Hey, it's Dan Beyer from the I Want Your Flex podcast. Hit me up on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. And normally Mike Harmon is here and we are going to provide you with a little bit more of off-season flavor. Now that the draft is in our rearview mirror, Mike and I, we get together every Sunday morning on Fox Sports Radio, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, and hang out for four hours. And this past week, what we did is we took a look at how the rookies will fare in fantasy football. The rookie class of 2023 is our focus. We hope you enjoy this little snippet here in the off-season. Mike and I diving into the quarterbacks and running backs that were drafted in the NFL draft and how they will pertain to fantasy in the upcoming season. Let's talk about rookies in the NFL draft, and I want to talk about the first player that we heard name called a week ago Thursday, a little more than a week ago Thursday, and that was Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers. Number one overall pick, but really how high is Bryce Young when it comes to fantasy purposes at the quarterback position entering 2023. Well, what's interesting is you've got the GM saying he's not necessarily going to guarantee the starting job. I mean, the so, Panthers so. might be sending out the Instagram post with a picture of Andy Dalton like the Bears did. It said QB1. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That's where we're at. I now do we believe that he's he's going to find the field pretty quickly? Sure. But from a personnel perspective and for fantasy draft dynasty is a whole other game, right? As we look at the rookie quarterbacks in particular. But for Carolina, there there's just a lot of unsettled. There's guys that yes. we think 
could be players, right? You look at Marshall on the outside, a guy that flashes and did a few times this past year once you got rid of DJ Moore, uh, once you got rid of uh, Christian McCaffrey. Like, you, you got potential, right, that that you're looking at him to, uh, now that Moore is gone, I should say, uh, that, that he's going to push forward, but you don't know. Right, it's a wishing, wanting, and hoping, and just installing a new quarterback uh, doesn't quite get there. So for me, he'd end up as as a back end two, and then wishing, wanting, hoping that it pushes forward. Yeah, like of the top couple of quarterbacks that we're taking that we think could get significant snaps, and I'm not including Will Levis in here, but it is Stroud, Richardson, and Young. Of those three, how would you rank them? Uh, I would think exactly that. Stroud, exactly Richardson, that, Young, that, that in order. Stroud above yeah, Richardson. Yeah, I think Stroud's. Stroud's. I think going to get his. Yep. Week his one. Week Should. one. There's. I don't think there's any question there. With Richardson, as much talk as there is and excitement that he's there, I don't know that they force him if he's not progressing. And we'll see off season. Right. We're already getting into the buildings. He was joking about playing catch in the parking lot. Because he was excited to get in there on day one of OTAs. And it's cool. It's all the positive things. But all the questions that we had going into the draft, Ursay and company and Ballard particularly, they got to get this one right. So forcing him into action week one, if if it's not catching up, I don't I don't see it. Like yes. I think long term, yeah, he's the guy. If I'm if I'm buying the stock, I, I think all right, this guy could be based on skill set, based you know rudimentary skill set at this point, and that's not to diminish what he did. Like he had some huge moments, but it's inconsistent. But he's got all the physical tools to be one of those guys that becomes a stalwart. But I don't know that that happens overnight. No so one Stroud's the guy. Yeah, no one would be surprised if Gardner Minshew is the starting quarterback week one for the Indianapolis Colts. I don't think that that is a surprise. I do think that we will see Anthony Richardson on the football field week one. I think that there will be packages oh, and, and, and situations yeah, for him. The question is then, how does that evolve, say, to week 10? Uh, where is Richardson's involvement in the offense at that point? Where is the Colts' season at that point? In that division as well, when you've got a team like the Texans that are trying to build and who knows what's happening with Tennessee, Like they're, we, we've joked about the in-the-hunt graphic on TV at about week eight or week nine, when every team in each conference is put on the graphic of being in the hunt, except maybe one team that would have one win or no wins. But if you're the Colts, the question will be if, you know, when when does it's not that if, are the Colts out of it that you play Anthony Richardson because they could still be in it with Anthony Richardson. It's the question of how good are things going with Gardner Minshew that you are then willing to make the change to Anthony Richardson. Well, so. I, I would say from the Colts' perspective, once he's ready, yeah, they'll you you look at what the potential upside versus and we like Minshew, but generally he's a guy, I don't know, go back to the Ryan Fitzpatrick's uh would probably be the app comparison. Is you get a couple exactly. of big games and then 100%. there's tape, there's the tendencies that find them their way back in. That's why he's bounced. Yes, a couple of times, and why he is here. But you look at Pierce. You got Pittman, uh, and obviously Jonathan Taylor. If you get a full season of health, you brought in Zach Moss, a guy who I always wondered proper fit, role, everything in Buffalo. Well, I goes to Indianapolis. The division I think is kind of fun, right? Tennessee they drafted nothing but offense. Mm-hmm. 
And we'll get yeah. into uh, one of one of their draft picks uh, being called <laughs> boring, uh, and then still got his name called. So uh, you can be boring sometimes as long as you're just good at your job. Uh, now radio, you can't be boring. It you might be entertaining, but uh, but I, I think the division as a whole is going to be interesting because everybody presumes Jacksonville runs away and hides. Yes, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Probably, not. I don't know if Jacksonville is good enough to do that, but I, I do think that they will be on top of that of that division. So. When we look at the quarterbacks, the reason that we have the quarterback conversation, not that you're going to start C.J. Stroud week one, it is just what do you do with Anthony Richardson really uh, on your bench and how much value, where do you take him because he could become a player later on in the season and and become a fantasy darling if he gets that opportunity. Well, also from that, Dan, uh, just the idea of, all right, what does this mean if the rookies are coming in to guys you may have been targeting? Like, Let's face it, it's not that you were running out a ton of players from from these squads on your fantasy yeah. rosters last year, but Nico Collins, a guy that showed up in stretches. So perhaps Damian Pierce, is he healthy this time around? What does it mean if the quarterback position is a little more stabilized? And Davis Mills, a guy that had some moments, just inconsistent which is why they moved off him and took their opportunity to say, all right, we've got a franchise guy. We might have a a good quarterback, but you ain't winning without great consistently in this league. And by the way, I am taking uh, Anthony Richardson as a backup quarterback uh, before I would take Derek Carr, before I would take Matthew Stafford, before I would take, dare I say, Geno Smith. I'd rather roll the dice. I'd rather roll the dice with Anthony Richardson. Let's get to the running backs. Bijan Robinson had his first name. See the first running back that should be taken of the rookies in drafts. Uh, probably not. Yeah, actually. Uh, well, I guess it comes down to touch count, right? And that's that's where we're shifting focus for running backs. And I think you and I have done this on the podcast for a number of years, but I think everybody's starting to gravitate towards this because we're not expecting bell cows anymore. There's a handful of those. Now it becomes a, can I get the ball in a guy's hand, what, 15 to 18 times a game? And I got to think that they're going to be creative. But you have a crowded backfield of guys that were pretty good. I mean, Algier was just shy of 1,000 yards. You look at Cordero Patterson, who still has a role. Desmond Ritter can run. I just don't know how much he – like, I don't think it's going to be a part of their offense. And you, and you even saw that in the, in the later yeah. parts. There weren't there weren't extreme rushing numbers, but he at least can give you something uh, in that offense a little bit. The I, I think Robinson will be number one just for the fact, Mike, of Jameer Gibbs' situation in Detroit with David Montgomery uh, now there. I know Detroit was pumped to get him at 12, but when you just see how DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams were used, mm-hmm. uh, in, I think that you could see something. And, and I say this seeing something similar, knowing that Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift were viable fantasy options, but I just think I just think I would rather be in Robinson's situation than Jameer Gibbs's situation right now just because I actually think the Falcons were going to run him to the ground. Well, I think that the it comes down to team MOs as well, right? With Detroit, you've loaded up on wide receivers. You got a bunch of guys that need to get fed. Now you got one of your guys that's serving a suspension mm-hmm. to start things, but you know, yeah. hey, uh, you know, once Williams comes back, you look at Amon Ra St. Brown, he's still counting the number of receivers taken ahead of him. Sure. Uh, you you, <laughs> you brought in a tight end. Like you you, you built this to make it go. With with Jared Goff to give him one last big push 
as much as you like the hey rough and tumble identity, no, 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 you're throwing the football all yes. over the yard is the identity. Whereas Atlanta, we've seen it time and again. Yeah, they'd like to get a passing game going, and they will. Drake London's uh, acquitted himself nicely, and in theory, Kyle Pitts comes back healthy and ready to go, uh, trying to eclipse that quietest thousand-yard season ever by a tight end we had a couple of years ago. Uh, but you've got a run game that's been highly effective. Uh, you you got a lot of other things to fix. That part wasn't wasn't an issue for the Falcons. Uh, the Zach Charbonnet splitting carries with uh, Kenneth Walker. It's probably not going to be a split. Walker should get the majority, um, but he was it's second round to, pick. It's enough to blow it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's kind of like you were talking about Jamal Williams uh, and what his I, role was. Whenever you got that extra guy there, it's it's, it's enough to to submarines, you know, the and, and pull down that ceiling a little bit. Uh, Tulane's Tajay Spears was drafted by the uh, Titans. I think it also have some value. So there you go. All right, there's your look at the quarterbacks and running backs. I am higher on higher, higher and higher, that is, on Bijan Robinson, I think, every day of the offseason. So by the time our draft preview shows come around in July and August, he will be very, very high on my boards. Pass catchers coming up next year, and I want your flex. In the first round, had some interesting names. You had the run of four straight wide receivers in the first round with Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jordan Addison, Quinton Johnston, Zay Flowers, all taken uh, in in that order at that point. The wide receiver position, rookie-wise in the NFL, how do you see it shaking out at the top? Well, you got the curiosity. I mean, Johnston's production is going to be largely dependent on Keenan Allen and Mike Williams' health. Like, we're never going to throw the ball around. You bring in Kellen Moore to run the offense. Justin Herbert, you know, I could throw a football over that mountain. <laughs> uh, kind of mentality is is what people keep waiting for. And then you look at last year, their leading target garner was Austin Eckler by a full 20 because yeah. the others can't stay healthy. Uh, he Eckler's back, so he'll eat up uh, a, a lot of the target, at least to start. But Johnson's a guy that I hang a star on that if things break his way, no pun intended, uh, that he could be in for a big year. I think uh, Addison in Minnesota is intriguing. Uh, Very with, intriguing. Running with Justin Jefferson, as I said before, Minnesota's offense and you know how it shakes out uh, in the backfield and health-wise, that remains to be seen. But in the NFC, how many better do you got than Kirk Cousins at this point and what Minnesota brings to bear? Don't you think, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but the Addison situation is, okay, now Adam Thielen's in Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, you obviously know the focus is on Justin Jefferson, but when Jackson Smith and Jigba goes to Seattle – I think he'll be the number three target. And I think Addison has the opportunity to be that number two guy mm-hmm. in Minnesota. And so when I'm looking at the pass catchers, I you know, I, I know like those top four are the ones that you're gonna put usually I, I think at some point either one, two, three, or four. Um Addison's the one that stands out to me. And even Zay Flowers with and I'll point this out of how much does Lamar Jackson have chemistry with Rashad Bateman? How much will he have with Odell Beckham Jr.? And does Zay Flowers all of a sudden become this, you know, uh, breath of fresh air where all of a sudden now there's a connection between the two? So the the 
The volatility that you could get with Addison and Zay Flowers is very intriguing to me atop those rookie wide receivers. Oh, I would agree 100%. When we look at uh, Zay Flowers, this goes back to throwing a football over the mountain. Lamar Jackson said he wants to throw for 6,000 yards. <clears throat> now, obviously, that's tongue-in-cheek, and he would need to average 500 yards per game in the 12 <laughs> that he'll be healthy and available. <laughs> well, Excuse me. But the the opportunity there, you're spreading the ball around. To your point, the other wide receivers hadn't, haven't been on the field at all with this team or haven't been available. And this goes back to the uh, back and forth with DeCosta and the media and me thinks he doth protest too much. The Ravens receivers clapping back. And, I, and part of it might have been a delicate genius of a GM going, I need to, you guys to fight through what we considered minor injuries and not take yourself out, whatever. Like I'm reading between the lines because the Ravens also fired their trainer. It's two two guys that we we talked about a lot last last year. The training room in Baltimore and the training room in Los Angeles with the Chargers. Guess what? New heads of both of those operations. So hopefully that translates to more games of activity for skill position players. And certainly the Ravens need it in the interior because they got to figure out how to wheel Stanley out every week at this point. Uh, Tank Dell. For the Houston Texans, I know it's not on the radar. You shouldn't be taking him in the first 13 rounds of your draft. But if you do have a final pick, could have some value there. Yeah, just for Nathaniel. the simple, just for the simple reason of this was a CJ Stroud pick. They hit yeah. it off at the combine, and the Texans, you know, asked Stroud, and Stroud gave his opinion. And, and there, there are new names. Robert Woods is now in Houston, um, but you have John. Uh, 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 Nico Collins and uh, John Mechie, the uh, um, Alabama wide receiver. But coming back, yes. still with some health questions that he'll need to make sure he's passed through uh, as well. But yeah, a lot, a lot of uh, change up as you go through a, a little deeper in the run. A couple of tight ends uh, would expect Kincaid and and Michael Mayer to uh, be big pieces of their offense, especially Mayer, uh, with Darren Waller having gone to the Giants. That's why I have a star next to Hyatt. Because <laughs> I, I, yeah. don't, I don't know. The dreamer. Because we have no idea what, like, is there much, because they paid him like they expect a lot more out of Daniel Jones. Yeah. Does that mean that suddenly the ball is getting getting out more frequently, bringing in Waller and bringing in Hyatt? Is there something more that they think they can get out of Daniel Jones? What about the tight end position? Because you have Dalton Kincaid going to the Bills. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, Sam Laporta goes to the Lions. Uh, Michael Mayer was a second round pick. Green Bay drafted tight ends. I would say look look to the Green Bay tight ends. Young quarterback, usually the safety valve, right? Like yeah. dump it off to the running backs and then uh, find your new best friend to steal from uh, our our weeknight show. Uh, that I, that I think you'd be looking. F- to value there because you've got a lot of young receivers, so they're all growing together with Jordan Love. Don't know that you necessarily have a, a rapport that you could say is strong and, and a, a favorite at this point. And they're going to do everything they can to get the ball out of, out of Jordan Love's hands fast. All right, there it is. You're looking at the tight ends, wide receivers, running backs, and the quarterbacks and how they could affect your fantasy football season from the rookie class of 2023. You can always reach out to us on social media as well. Find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. Hit Mike up at Swollen Dome. And Ryan Bersinger is our executive producer. Get Ryan on Twitter at Ryan Bersinger. It's all here on I Want Your Flex. Hey, enjoy your offseason. We'll talk to you soon.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol Jean. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.